From Tally to Cali, it's time to wake up. Warchant.com is your ultimate seminal sports source. And this is Wake Up Warchant, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. One more corner pocket. Now here's Warchant.com's ass on Hunch of Andy and Corey Clark. 3-0, 3-0, we cover a 3-0 football team. Corey and myself, Wake Up Warchant live. Welcome on in here to YouTube. This is your Thursday podcast. Thanks so much for being here. Post your questions in the text to the side of us here, or side of Corey there, whatever. Let us know what you're thinking. This show, as always, Wake Up War Chant Live. It's brought to you by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. Since we are live, it also means we need a little caffeine in our lives. So we go to DeLunaCoffee.com, and when we go to DeLunaCoffee.com, we like to go to that shop button. We like to go to gifts, and then we like to look at all these bundles. Hot chocolate bundle down here at the bottom. If you want some cocoa and some coffee, or if you just want some coffee, right up there as well. Uh, support DeLunaCoffee.com. They're run, owned, operated by diehard Seminole fans, boosters, alumni. Uh, they're based in Pensacola, Florida, so check them out. And as always, the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, which Corey wishes we were there. But you'll be there in a few hours. Well, like not a few hours, but like a day and change, right? Doing the happy hour with Jeff Cameron, 5.30 p.m. Friday. You, you're pumped for that, but not as pumped as you are for this show. I'm always pumped for this show, Aslan. You know that. Um, and yeah, I'll be there, corner pocket. You know, probably. Uh, I don't know. Maybe not. I don't think I'm going tonight. I think I'm gonna. Okay. I'm gonna think I'm gonna uh, lay low tonight. But then tomorrow night, there's bingo. Got to go over there for that. And then Friday night, uh, Jeff and I have the live show um, over there at 5:30 until uh, Kelsey Lamb gets on there at eight. And then you got a little live music going on. And then obviously, I hope the uh, Lamoxon are. You think they're coming into town for the Big BC game? Yeah. So well, I mean, it's Parents Weekend. Their their son. Brett uh, is no longer a student, but why not? I mean, they're 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 diehard Knowles. Eight o'clock primetime game. Wake to go four and zero and become ranked for the first time since twenty eighteen. They'll be there. I hope so, man. Because you know Deluna was with us uh, when the football team was not very good, um, and but the it was world, a lot of the world angst. wasn't all that good either, my friend. Correct, correct. And so it's really cool, really for all our sponsors, but the the ones that have been with us for a while, like Deluna. Um, it's really cool that maybe, you know, we get more viewers now. There's more interest. There's more people coming into town. There's more people willing to spend uh, disposable income, um, on, uh, on cool stuff like coffee. And look at all that. Look at the website, Aslan. Incredible. Incredible. Go check it out, everybody. Use the promo code WARCHANT15. You'll save 15% on your order. Uh, we're going to take your questions. Boston College coming to town. ACC home opener for the Knowles. Again, 3-0. Looking to go to 4-0. It'll be on ACC Network, 8 o'clock. Um, also... Hotel Indigo, mm-hmm. 4 p.m. Doors open, 5 o'clock. Everything goes down. Pre-game show with Jeff and Tom. So we got you covered this entire weekend. So hopefully you have a fun one. Hopefully you're going to be here in Tallahassee with us. Um, let's get this party started without further ado. How about Aaron Prather? Uh, I call him Prime Prather, but we go, whatever. We'll call him Aaron. Thank you, Aaron. $20 to yeah, start us off. Thank you very much, man. Thank you. A-A-Ron. A-A-Ron in the house. A-A-Ron. My buddy sent me a photo of a, a guy from, I don't know if it was Photoshop, but a player from West Virginia, and his nameplate was like uppercase A, lowercase A, uppercase R-O-N. Okay. All right. Yeah, I like that. Um, anyhow, our guy Aaron is from Ocala. First time, long time. Ocala, home of P.J. Williams, Dante Culpepper, and the band A Day to Remember. Hmm. I know that band. I used to like them. Not so much anymore. But it's okay. We all grow and evolve. I'm sure they're doing great. Simple question, he says. If you had to bet a DraftKings 
or my bookie. That's what that's what we that's a currency we use on right. this program. Right. Right. There you if go. you had to bet my bookie, do we see Winston Wright or Jared Verse back first? Well, this guy's in trouble, Corey. I mean, they're just asking an opinion, aren't they? Okay. All right. Um, but I don't have an answer. Ooh, that's a that's really a tough good one. question. That's yeah. really good, Aaron. It's like push. That's a I, I'm pushing on that. Uh, I think they uh they, they you know uh, I I yeah I we got to stay a little bit away from that. I think uh, it's a it's a good question, a fair question. Um, I think they're both about on the in my non medical opinion, um, they're both on about the same timetable. Okay, how's that sound? I, it's probably still too much. Yeah, this season, you know, this season. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. Which is crazy to think. I mean, after Saturday, we were a third of the way through the season, Corey. I know. Mistaken, right? Yeah. That's what makes the sport so beautiful. You know, we wait so long, and then it's it's gone like that. But at least we're able to enjoy it, savor it, dance with it. Three you know? and oh, are you kidding me? Are you go kidding to, me? Go to Miami, gonna go to Miami. Go Los Olas, Los Olas, Los Olas, Orange Ball. All right, let's go. Oh, who else we got here trying to party and hang out with us? Um, Eric Angel. Look at that score, everybody. Whoa, that deserves. That's a, that's a. That's a bang almost, man. That's almost a bang in terms of the uh, the margin, but 52 to 14 Saturday, the Knolls win. Ah, I that would be yeah, incredible. I mean that incredible. would be something. I that would be uh that would be really, really surprising. Um 52 points is a ton. Um, but yeah, let, let's hope, man. Let's hope it's over by halftime. Wouldn't that be something? I could go ahead and write my column at halftime. Uh, get done. Already record our uh, our wake up our our wrap. Ira and I could at the uh, at halftime. Um, yeah, I don't foresee them. I love the optimism, Eric. Always do, and thank you very much, man. We really yeah. do appreciate it. Um, I I would if they score, just get to thirty, get to thirty, and take your chances. Fifty two is a little. You want to save a few of those for next week. Absolutely. You did say though, Corey, on the uh, soon to be drop war chant report. If everything was good, like if, if they were as healthy as they were maybe coming out of the Duquesne game or coming, yeah, well, because LSU is when Fabian got nicked up. Um, you'd feel like really bullish, like three scores bullish, right? Yeah, I think they, this roster is, um, the, the totality of this roster is superior to Boston College. Vastly superior, I think. I think you've got a better quarterback. I don't know if I'd have said that three weeks ago, but I think you do. Uh, I think your defensive line has some NFL guys on it. Um, but we don't know their availability. And so if this was, if Florida state was at full operational capacity, I could see maybe not 52 to 14, but I could see a 24, 28 kind of 28 point win. Mm-hmm. Um, now I just fear that, you, you know, because of the questions on the line of scrimmage, uh, both sides really, and still, you know, questions at quarterback, um, you don't just get a win, man, just get a win, get to 30 and get a win. Just, just hope you can get through this. Yeah, I hope we're not being picky out there. I, I I don't sense any kind of uh persnicketiness out of our fan base. I think everybody just wants the dub. Let's just at the dub. Yeah. Uh, you know, the beauty points can wait. Octavio says, Hey, at some point, can we talk about the insane amount of improvement this team has undergone throughout the past three years? Last year, most aspects of the team were laughable. Now they're rankable. Hmm. From laughable to rankable. There's your motto. Yeah. Um, I, you know, look, they were laughable in September last year. They, they, they were, they were this, I mean, they were a good top 25 ish team the last two months of last season and they've carried that over. Um, I, you know, if you guys listen, I hope you guys listen to this for the off season and through August, uh, my biggest question mark coming into this season, 
what, what not it wasn't even replacing Jermaine Johnson. It was can this offense take a step? Can this offense be something? Because it quite frankly hadn't been um, the last two years, and it is. Um, if, if you have a healthy quarterback and your receivers can stay healthy, and yet when whenever you get Winston right back um, with these running backs you have, I think you have a good offense. Not an average offense. Not a decent offense. I think you have a good offense. I think Jordan Travis, the way he's playing right now, um, is one of the better quarterbacks in the country. That's something you wouldn't have said three weeks ago or certainly not a year and a half ago or even this time last year. You certainly wouldn't have said it. So that's a huge development. And I think this offense, it just you just wish they, they, they could get all their pieces and see what this thing looks like, see if it can really take off. I guess the cool thing is it, it's like a hybrid sort of approach because a lot of these pieces are guys that have been in place for years at Florida State, but also it's been bolstered by these transfers. Yeah. So it's it's one of those things where you can't just simply say, hey, uh, you know, it's all just uh, new talent, influx of talent. There has been uh, some semblance of X's and O's organizational sort of hold taken over the program right now that has led to the success. But, it, I mean, it really does kind of start at the quarterback position. I mean, the, the leaps and bounds that they've grown at that position post Jameis. I mean, when we were talking, I mean, Jordan Travis has probably exceeded DeAndre Francois 2016, or we're we not there yeah. yet. Uh, well, yeah, I, Francois had some really nice moments that he season, did. and I think his QB rating was pretty good. Um, I, I, I think what Travis is, I think Travis is a better player than DeAndre Francois is. I don't know that the stats will bear that out um, at the end of this season, but man, the the strides he's made from this time last year till now, you wonder, okay, if he can if he can play and continue to play, what's he going to look like by Florida? Like, is he legitimately going to be like an ACC player of the year candidate? Because he, you know, through three games, he's looked like that, but it's three games. It's really two and a half games. Um, so if Jordan Travis can be this guy, you don't even know what the ceiling is for this offense. But the same token, NC State and Clemson, and I probably to a lesser extent, Florida, maybe not Florida. I don't know if Florida's defensive Miami's, line is great. I am still going to be tricky. <laughs> But NC, but it, I was just talking about the defensive lines you're going up against. Okay. The, those two, the, the the biggest the biggest step has been the quarterback. Um, Johnny Wilson's a huge and Pokey and Micah. It's a it's a good receiving core now. But then also the offensive line is better. I again, it's just such bad luck that you lost two guys for the year, and we'll see about Robert Scott. Like we'll see when his availability will be. But it's just if you could have just just. Avoid these guys rolling into your ankles, and 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 this team could be healthier. I would be so. I'm I'm already excited. I would be really bullish on what this team could end up being at the end of the year. Well said, Corey. Uh, our guy Wes, uh, what's up, fellas? So, I mean, come on, man. They're not Tom Brady. Spell out their names: T W A J W four. Come on, man. Let's go up there with like people that do the whole CMN. I was, I thought that was an S. I'm like, who is TWS? Let's say Mike Norvell, man. Yeah, Coach Mike Norvell. Is that the CMN? Yeah. Um, all right, they're both on pace to break a thousand yards. Trayshawn Ward on the ground, Johnny through the air. Do one, both, or neither end up hitting that mark? Thumbs up, subscribe, support DeLuna and the CP. Go Noel. I got yeah, Tra Johnny Wilson going over it. I mean, and you know, look, Trayshawn didn't get talked about a lot at the. Uh, he didn't get talked about enough at the at, at the Louisville game because of what Tate Rodemaker did and then Johnny Wilson. But Trayshawn Ward was a difference maker, too. He had over 100 yards, I think, in 10 – how many carries did he have? Not many. And then Trey Benson had 10 for 70. I just don't know that Trayshawn is going to get the at-bats enough carries 
I mean, he's going to get, what is he going to have to get Aslan like 200 carries? Well, he probably maybe 160 carries. I just don't know if he's going to get that many um, to, to get to a thousand yards. It'd be great if he did, but I just think he's going to be splitting reps with Benson because of what we saw from Benson. We finally saw, in my opinion, we saw something that maybe he's ready to take off too. And then Johnny Wilson, I would say, if he stays healthy, I would guess that he's going to get there. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's, um, it's a, I mean, for me, it's official, man. Johnny Wilson is, is going to be a star. Uh, I'm not going to really hesitate on that. Trey Sean right now, 302, only averaging 7.6 yards per carry, though. So that probably will come down. Uh, some of that is Duquesne, but, you know, that's 13 carries a game. Yeah. Uh, so I guess that would, would nine more games that gets him to 100. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's right there. He's certainly got a shot at it. If one of these guys is going to go over a thousand yards on the ground, it would be Trayshawn, I would think, right? Or do you think? Yes. Trey... Okay. No, I definitely. I mean, I think Trayshawn Ward's their best running back. I, you know, I I know I know we love Trey Benson and his combination of size and speed. Um, I just think Trayshawn's a pretty natural, naturally gifted runner, and I think Trey Benson's good. I just think Trayshawn Ward is probably their best overall running back. Um, total yards. If Jordan Travis were to sit out this week, asks old Cod Willie. Uh, for Jordan Travis, zero. If he sits out, I would say, uh, what would you say? 400? I don't know. They, they got a good defense. Um, I mean, I think right now, let me see for, uh, their total defense are allowing 328 on the year, Boston college, but this is the best offense they'll face. All right. Yeah. yeah. Fine. You win 400. Sure. 400 seems that's a good number to hit 430 points. That's what you're 400 yards, 30 points. That's what you're looking for. If Jay Travis doesn't sit and can play and can move. And he did practice on Wednesday. We are allowed to talk about that. I wrote about it. He, he completed a lot of passes and, and one-on-ones he completed passes in seven on seven. He completed passes in 11 on 11 versus the scout team. Um, so he did practice. If he does play um, and is, if he's healthy enough to go out there, I think that number goes to, I don't know, 450 460, yeah. maybe five. I mean, I, I, again, we'll see, but I, I just, that what that kid has done through two and a half games, you just, you feel like he understands this offense and the way he operated today, right? Aslan, I know yeah. it's scout team, yeah. but the decisions he's making, the, what he sees when somebody breaks open middle of the field, it's just, it's never looked like this before. So you get really um, excited about what the potential is of this offense. They might be, um, especially with him at the helm, they might be ready to just take off like scoring 35 on the road. Isn't easy. That doesn't happen a lot. I know Louisville isn't great. That just doesn't happen a lot, especially with your backup. So this offense might be really, it might be percolating, Aslan. It might be percolating, ready to go put up a 40-45 spot on there. Maybe Eric Angel was right. Sorry, Eric. Yeah. They will go to fit for 52. Yeah, I, I like to look and see the plays, but then look at Mike Norvell's reaction. Then it really lets me gauge just how well. Yeah, man. And, and I'm you into that. You're like, man, he's. He's really doing it. He's doing. I it. need to go. I need to go back into the the observations I wrote for Warchant.com. It's only a dollar, by the way, folks. It is only oh, like a dollar, another, and it's like ending. A week or so, so yeah. So we, you better do it quick because it's ending. We're not doing this in perpetuity. It's ending quickly. Like nine more days into the month is all you got. So get in there now. Um, but I meant to add in my observations that there was one throw that Travis made um, in the against the scout team where he uh, he lofted one to Pokey, a really nice throw, but just I think it was the read more than anything, and maybe the route that Pokey ran, but Mike Norvell did a huge fist pump. Not even like a his normal like scream, and there you go, just like to himself, like this, this confident fist pump, like, yep, they get it. That's what it's supposed to look like. That's just, you know, I, I think they're all, you know, brimming with confidence right now. 
904 underscore null, four bucks and 99 cents. Appreciate you. Oh, Very kind you. of you. Jacksonville, baby. Right? Duval. Corey knows. Oh, yeah, man. I never forget that. Find like a seal trap. What's the word on Azaria Thomas and Winston Wright? How are they looking in practice? Azaria's out there. Um, you know, he's okay. It's yeah, been yeah, interesting yeah. with AZ, right? Like, he was such kind of the talk of the camp the first week. Um, and he's struggling to get on the field. And I'm sure that's a struggle for him. This kid's immensely talented. He was kind of the talk of the camp. He probably thought he'd be starting. And here we are three games in, and he has not played a meaningful rep. And, you know, he played against Duquesne and gave up a touchdown. Um, so he is not – now he's out there, and he's competing, and so are Sam McCall, and I think they both really like – I mean, I think they really like both of those guys. Um, but, you know, his RAA isn't dominating – let's just say he's not dominating practices like it seemed like he was there for a stretch in August. Um you know, he he certainly has all the physical ability, but he is not making the wow plays and sometimes not even like the consistent solid plays you need to get on the field. But I think he's going to be very good. They just yeah. he's he's got to he's got to keep coming, man. He's got to he's got to he's got a ways to go um, to to work himself into the onto the field, I think. And Winston writes out there uh, sporadically how much more can really get into without getting in trouble here, because, again, there are real repercussions. Yeah. Um, he'll be back this season. I don't know when, but he'll be back this season. Uh, and I'm pretty sure, again, if you read warchant.com, which again, a dollar until the end of the month for an entire year, you know, Corey does a pretty thorough job of writing out observations and things that are going on at practice. And the moment that kid does something that warrants Corey to put pen to paper on that, uh, it'll happen and you'll see it. And you'll know it. Yeah, uh, if Winston, don't think that like Winston Wright had a day where he caught four touchdowns and we just forgot to mention it. Yeah, you know that's that's what that's what we'll, that's how I'll leave it. It'll it, it'll be there when, when you when you when his when his name starts showing up in practice reports, you'll 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 know that he's very close. Thorne Michael go Knowles. Do you think we should rest Jordan for this game and let Tate do his thing? Um, no. Um. I, I'm not of that opinion. If Jordan Travis can play, he needs to play. He's your starter. You are not in a point. This program is not at a point. Remember two years ago, Florida State went up to Notre Dame, and I don't think Notre Dame's starting quarterback played. I can't remember. It wasn't Ian Book. Who? Maybe it was Ian. Do you remember that? You were there, Aslan. Who yeah, was their 18, quarterback? It wasn't their starting quarterback. I forgot. Brandon something. His name escapes. I think his name is Brandon something. But I'll check it out. But yeah, carry on. But I but I think in that game, Notre Dame. I remember. Uh, I think it was Chris Collinworth's kid. I don't know why I would remember that. Maybe it was Bob Golick's kid. I don't know. I just remember a, a, a snarky tweet about the availability of whoever their starting quarterback was against Florida State that week. And this was 2020 I'm talking about. And the, oh. the tweet was essentially, it doesn't matter who plays quarterback against Florida State. You're going to win by four touchdowns, get healthy, and move on. Notre Dame could take that tack with the 2020 Florida State team. Um, and he was right. It didn't matter. Um, that was like 42 to 13. I mean, it was a, it was a butt kicking 42, all, 26. No, that was last year. I'm talking about two years ago. That was 2020, 42, 26, the COVID year. And it was Ian book who played. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Then I meant with Taggart. I meant, yes. I meant the time they went up there with, with Taggart and Cam Akers was taking the snaps out of the wildcat. I'm sorry. That's what I meant. Okay. Um, and I think it was, did, and Brandon Wimbush was the quarterback that played for the Irish that night. There you go. So, uh, yeah, that we got there, guys, eventually. Give us a break. But Florida State isn't in that position where you can just say, ah, well, if it's if it's close, 
Jordan Travis can play, but let's let's give it one more week and then we'll see. I, man, if he can play, he needs to play. You're not you're not in a position where you can assume wins, um, especially with some other injuries you might have that you can just assume that, that Tate Rodemaker is going to be the guy that he was in that second half, and you're going to score forty. You're going to score forty two points with him at quarterback. You can't assume that. Um, if he, if Jordan Travis can play, you need this win, man. You need a win. You, if you go and lose to Boston College and Jordan Travis, in, in, because you, because you don't play your starting quarterback because you're resting him up for a Wake Forest game because that's the bigger game, quote unquote. Well, it won't be that big a game if you lose to Boston College. So I just first things first, man. Boston College is this week, and I think if he can't hurt it anymore, if the doctors tell you, look, there's, you know, it's just a pain tolerance thing. He can't hurt it anymore. Um, there, the, the risk isn't much, the risk isn't there for, for him to, uh, exacerbate the injury. Then I, I think if he can go, he goes because he's the better quarterback and you need as many of your good players on the field for ACC games as possible. What about you, Aslan? Um, I would start Tate. Oh, all right. Well, there you go. Good counterpoint. I mean, I don't know what injury cannot be exacerbated. You know, I mean, if it's a sprain, it can you can get even worse. I mean, if it's a break, it won't. I mean, if it's a broken bone, it's a broken bone. Then it becomes a pain thing. And it's like, I don't know, you're going to try to make it through nine more weeks of football, eight more weeks of football until you're going to put a pin in things. Um, that doesn't seem very practical. Uh, but again, we don't know the extent of his injury. We yeah. do know he was out there practicing and performing quite well. Uh, to Corey's point, you know, you don't I mean, want he to looked- he looked pretty darn good on Wednesday. Um, again, it was a, it was a lot against the scout team, but I, I will say there there will be a math and equation where you have to say, okay, is sixty two percent Jordan Travis better than one hundred percent Tate Rodemaker? What number does that get down to in your mind? Where you think, okay, he's sixty five, he's seventy, he's forty six? Like, what number is Jordan Travis at where he's better than one hundred percent Tate Rodemaker? And that's the that's why coaches get paid money, man. You have to make those decisions. Um, but if he can go. I, I just don't want you to do what you did to Wake in 11, where you just were like, EJ was an co- emergency quarterback. Clint Clint was great against Clemson. We can beat Wake with Clint. And then all of a sudden you find yourself in a two-touchdown hole, and you're like, okay, well, no, let's go play EJ. Well, it's like you should have – if you could play EJ in the late in the second quarter, you could have played EJ to start the game. That's all. I think he'll be all right. I think he'll perform fine. I just worry if he can protect himself. I just wonder yeah, if he's going to be able, that's, that's what I'm most concerned about. Yeah, I agree. Um, shout out to Jeffrey Johnson – Got juice here. Now let's go. One hundred American. Thank you, Jeffrey Johnson. Shout Thank out. Thank you very much, man. What kind of car is that? Um, Maserati. Oh, maybe for I don't know. Yeah, let us know, Jeffrey Johnson. And with your hundred American walking in here, that give me that walking around money. Thank you, Jeffrey. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Jeffrey. Thank old. you very much, man. Uh, love my Knowles all caps. Is there a way the Knowles can go nine and three or ten and two? And who would we end up losing to in those scenarios? Absolutely, those are possible. Sky's the limit. Sky's the limit. Yeah, I, I definitely think uh, more so playoff. than I thought. We're going to start talking August. playoff. Corey. If they if they get past they get past NC State, then we can start talking playoff. I mean, you say that facetiously. I'm I think, not. No, I'm not. Yeah. Serious. Yeah, if you beat yeah. NC State, and I mean, look. You got to beat BC, Aslan. Look on this show oh, as we talk about all the time. You got it. You got to. We take it one game at a time here on uh, Wake Up War Chant. We're not looking ahead. We don't look ahead. We can't. 
Since we've been doing this show, this team has never had a winning record. We can't look ahead and just assume W's. But if you get to 5-0, and um, which is a big if, but if you get there and then beat NC State to go 6-0, and you're going to be 11th in the country. I don't know. You're going to be welcoming Clemson, who might be undefeated as well. We'll see how they look against Wake. And all of a sudden, you're like, yeah, whoever wins this game has the inside track to winning the Atlantic Division, which means you have the inside track to winning the conference. And then, yeah, you're in the playoff hunt, baby. Uh, but, yeah, that's going to be hard to do. I, I just, gosh darn it, I just wish they hadn't have gotten this that the, the rash of injuries. It was so awesome for them to battle through that adversity and win that game Friday night. I just wish they didn't have to have four guys helped off the field. If those guys, you knew for sure, and if you knew for sure Fabian Lovett, you, you, man, this is a good football team. This is a team capable of winning nine games for sure. It still might be because those guys will come back. Um, but, man, it would be so cool if you were healthier. That's all. Man, I'm, I'm getting – I have anxiety uh, because it, there's like a, a fracture of light that is coming through and, and hitting you on your shirt. And it looks like someone's like trying to assassinate you. Like there's like a, And every time oh, you right. move, it feels like they're trying to like, you know, snipe you and scope you out. Uh, so like just right there trying to look at that look at that flash of light right there big everything dog all right there though everything's safe you're yeah it's uh it's coming here. through the blinds there's a little sliver of sunlight yeah, okay. coming through my blinds sure. just want to oh, i appreciate sure. it you want me to take my shirt off then you wouldn't see it you just well, see that white chest well, you know now we're talking uh thank you very much jeffrey we appreciate that man that's awesome of you uh, thank lorenzo you very much miller, jeffrey, for sure uh lorenzo miller ponders allowed will we see do spain this week um well span and, uh, I mean, he'll be on the sideline. You know, I, I don't know. I, I, it's hard. I, I was, uh, I was, a, I was surprised that it seemed like Darian Williamson kind of usurped him in, in the rotation for the Louisville game. And then there's nothing that's in practice that's led me to believe that Deuce Span will be a big factor in this one. Um, Quantrell knows Corey that Johnny Wilson segment was hilarious on headlines. Remind Jeff how he said Brian Burns wouldn't amount to much in the NFL, only has 25 and a half sacks in his first three years. Quantrell, uh, Jeff, Jeff does not like to be reminded when he's wrong. That was clear. I think we I, all saw that. I didn't see that part. We're not, we're not gonna, we're not dunking on, we're no more channel war chant crime here. <laughs> That's right. uh, Island Chief, my bookie has the over under at 48 and a half. With Florida State as a 17-and-a-half-point favorite, I can confirm that over at my bookie. Use a promo code WARCHANT. Your first deposit will be doubled. What's more likely, Corey? Over on the points, 48-and-a-half, or hold them under on the points? Um, Well, I guess the the, the, the total. I mean, BC ain't going to score 48-and-a-half. We'll hold them the under that. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. They, Florida State scores 30-ish. Boston College's left tackle, their starting left tackle, did practice on Tuesday. So I'm not sure if he practiced on Wednesday or not. So that helps him a little bit offensively up front. Um, I mean, Zay Flowers is a threat. Yeah, yeah, he can play, and they're going to throw the ball to him a lot. They're going to try to get the ball to him a lot. Um, And your pass rush might be affected um, without some guys. So, um, yeah, I I think 30 to 20 is kind of the – the the area the kind of the score range that I'm thinking somewhere in there um so I don't know if that answers the question I don't know what's more likely if I did I wouldn't be doing this I'd be out in Vegas in my in my mansion um I I uh I'll say under I'm gonna go say I'm gonna say under I I don't think Boston College 
has the explosiveness nor like a fast tempo offense to to put together enough drives to go you know score on this defense. The defense is going to be susceptible to some things, but I think they'll bend a lot. You know, there won't be a lot of breakage, but there'll be a lot of bending probably. Okay, all right. Thank you, Island Chief. We'll probably see you on the Renegade Express for Friday's program. Um, and he just gave us money. Buy me a beer when we meet. <laughs> you got it, man. You got it. Thanks, Alan Chief. That's awesome, man. Appreciate that. Yeah, All right. Thank you very much. Well, yeah, Aslan will definitely buy you a beer. The Huguenot Hour. Do we see Trey Benson have a breakout game Saturday? Uh, maybe. I mean, we did get him uh, today, and he did talk about, uh, you know, though he said he was being patient. You know, I, I looked it up because I wrote a little bit about him in, in a notebook. I didn't realize that until that drive in the fourth quarter, he had five carries for nine yards. It's not cutting it. And then my man has a seven-yarder, a 12-yarder for a first down, and then a 37-yarder. Um, that's just, again, when you see yourself do it in a game that matters, it just buoys you with confidence. And I think he will run harder and better um, than, than he did uh, against LSU and through the first half of that Louisville game. Now, a lot of it is line play, too. I get it. Um, but there were some – he wasn't – he wasn't, other than throwing dudes off him against Duquesne, just like picking them up and throwing them away like children, he wasn't like breaking a ton of tackles like he should be able to. And I just thought in that Louisville game, especially after that 12-yard run, to shake off a face mask like that and just keep going. And then the way he finished. Now, Atkins brought it up um, and I think said even he he would like them to finish better at, near the goal line. Um, I thought he finished really well on that run didn't you Aslan like he split two guys and fell to the one like he almost got in there um because he when he gets going he is a big dude he's hard to bring down he's gonna fall forward that said I don't know if he's gonna have a breakout game I hope he does he seems like a cool kid and uh he's good they they need uh they need all three of those running backs to produce I guess it, it, everything here is is relative and, and subjective it's like how would you define breakout like johnny wilson friday night that was oh, a breakout that's a breakout game. yeah that's a breakout game 100 and a touchdown 120 and a, and a touch maybe two long runs yeah i don't know i don't know what you define as a breakout game but something where like he's on the scroll how about that that's how you judge a breakout game right aslan if you're yeah. on the scroll during a college football game and it says fsu 30 to 20 t benson 11 carries for 141 that's that's a breakout game get your name on the bottom line scroll mav Thoughts on A.J. Duffy. Is the talent there like it's been advertised, and has he improved some Some the spring, since the spring, I'm guessing he's saying? Um, yeah, he, you know, look, he still has some freshman moments. Um, it's hard to know. It's, what's hard about it is because no other reporters really in the country, including this guy, has ever gotten to watch practice consistently before, I don't know what a fre true freshman quarterback is supposed to look like. But they are, they, they are, there are growing pains. So I doubt many for true freshmen just come in and see everything great and make all the great throws, especially if they're working with second and third team guys. So it's really hard to judge. You have to have the context of um, him being young and not knowing what other true freshmen look like. Um, I will say this. I I know that a lot of people at halftime of that Louisville game were, were calling for A.J. Duffy. I, I was not. I was calling for the Wildcat. Uh, just... <laughs> Like just hand it all, just run the ball forty times, um, because I I didn't think I've watched him practice. I don't as bad as you guys thought Tate Rodemaker was. Uh, I knew he was he was I thought anyway that he was a better answer than AJ Duffy, and I obviously I still think that now it's much more so now. But um, he's I think he's going through typical growing pains of a freshman, 
Um, he's got some talent, sure. He can move. Um, he can rip it uh, when he when he you know gets his feet set. Uh, but there are some kind of head scratchers too, where you're like, well, that ball didn't come out of his hand. Great. That was weird looking. Uh, but I said to say, I got to watch Jameis Winston practice once as a true freshman. Jimbo would always open up one practice in August. Um, and I remember number, I remember seeing him and going, ah, all right. It's, he had kind of had a weird throwing motion. He didn't seem to have a lot of pop on the ball. And then, you know, and then it turned out that he was awesome. So what do I know? He was good. Oh, Harry, Harry is. God, I've been worried sick. I've been worried sick about Ray Pereira, but Ray's here. <laughs> they brought Ben with them and his buddy Ben Franklin as well. Let's go, Ray. Oh, man, I missed my mark. Oh, man. What? What? What's up, Ray? What's up, Pillar? Right there, man. Ray right coming there. in huge, huge as always. The Tomahawk, two hundo, two hundo, man. We're three and zero. Oh. Everybody's feeling. Everyone's feeling yep. generous, loving. Sky's wait till, get, wait till we get this thing to six and zero oh going into the Clemson game. Are you kidding? We're gonna have to do a live show every night. I think Jeffrey Johnson might let us drive his Maserati. He might sign it over to us <laughs> after a couple more dubs. Uh, what's up, Ray? Thank you so much. Yes, as thank always. you very much, Ray. Thank you. Uh, that's that's incredible. The man jumping way far ahead. And imagine if we have a good year, we have to get Jordan Travis back because all the good ACC quarterbacks leave this year. We could be playoff formidable. Corey and Aslan are the A-team of war. Chant, go Knowles. Amen. Amen, Ray. He's um, the A-team of pillars. You're the A-team of pillars, Ray. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, look, if, if if Jordan Travis comes back for what would be, I think, his 11th year of college, um, that would be that's it. Look, there you got other guys too, though. Like Johnny Wilson's draft eligible. You know, there there are guys that you might be losing, um, but yeah, there's a chance you could have a uh, a, a really good quarterback coming back, and uh, yeah, a very experienced team coming back that knows how to win. That's a big thing, man. Like if this team can get to eight or nine wins, it's already proving it can win close games and make plays that matters. Um, when it matters, I mean, man, imagine them nine wins, eight or nine wins, and then bringing a substantial part of that team back the next year. There will be real hype and excitement about this team, and it will believe it can win, which is such a big deal, man. Uh, so, yeah, man, from your keyboard to God's ears, Ray, let's hope. Let's hope. They would be uh, – they'd certainly be – I don't know. If, if they win eight or nine games, then Jordan Travis comes back and some of these other dudes that are draft eligible stay – yeah, you could see a you could see a top twelve ranking to start the season. I do wonder. Well, let's get there first, right, Aslan? We no, got to cross no, that bridge. I mean, they're going to be four and zero. Probably, you know, I I, I don't want to shortchange Wake Forest. I'm not I'm not marking that as an automatic win right now. I, I know some people think Wake Forest hasn't looked all that great this season. I I think Liberty's a tough game. I know that was at home. Um, so I kind of want to be able to watch the Clemson game kind of a little bit closely before we head over to Hotel Indigo for the whole uh, pregame. Yeah, that's, that's cool. That game's at noon, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, cool. I mean, even I mean, because you know, worst case, you're four and two coming on the bye. Um, not the bye, but going into Clemson rather. Sorry. Uh, you also get Wake after they play Clemson. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're going to get not, the bejesus beat out of them. Well, you know, yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's Navy, but yeah, there's there's some residual damage from playing Clemson or whatever. Um, 
yeah, I mean, I don't know. Eight to me at this point feels a little underwhelming. Uh, but, you know, you start doing the math. You're like, well, eight, well, that means that, you know, we're going to end up losing four games. I mean, at this point, then if we're going to be four and oh, then we're going to go four and four to end the season. Yeah, like, that would really? be underwhelming after a four and oh start. Absolutely. But I think it's but... more difficult, though. I mean, you, I mean, Clemson yeah. at NC State at Miami. I mean, these are difficult games. You know, whatever Miami looked, however they looked against Texas A&M. Uh, but that's a rivalry game. It's down there. You know, that, that's going to be a lot riding on that for Mario. So. But we all agree. I think everybody watching this show, certainly the two people talking to you right now, agree none of these games, all of these games are winnable. None of these games feel like absolute losses or even like 80% losses. I mean, I think yeah. NC State. Well, we graduated past that after LSU. I think so, man. I, I think yeah. that that's where, I mean, again, but it's not like, it's not like we. this is old hat for us, man. This program has been so mediocre for half, since we've been doing this show. We've been doing this show for five years. So it, it would be really cool for them to go out and win these next two games, maybe even comfortably, and be five. I mean, that would be unprecedented for the for you and I, man. Like, I've lived it. I got to cover championship know, team, you're, Aslan. You're talking like it's systemic, like Florida State's like it's horrible. Listen, Florida State's been pretty awesome for like, you know, 40 years. They've had a couple oh, of Oh, I'm rocks. just talking about our, the existence of our I know, I know, and but all like, the English yeah, we've had. They, you know, James Blackman didn't have a six-foot-seven wide receiver to throw to. Um, you know, in 2020, they did not have – Janaris and K Josh Kando did not rush off the line the way Jared Verse is rushing off the line uh, and the way Jermaine Johnson did last season. I mean, right. they've there's, there's pieces here that have been brought in. Man, they're just – you know, I don't want to shortchange anything that Mike Norvell's done culturally, uh, foundationally. But man, they've they have good football players, and they have they have yeah. legitimately good football players every level, um, and they have some depth there, which is obviously being taxed right now. Um, but yeah, I just I wonder if Jordan's durability, man. I, I know you know again we did the war chant report, and Jeff doesn't want to. You never want to label a guy injury prone. Who knows why or what? Um, but I do wonder how that was going to affect maybe like NFL sort of uh, you know aspirations because. Again, man, when he does get hurt, man, it's it's not, you know, running free and taking an awkward slide. It's like he gets hit, man. When he, although, I mean, LSU tried to murder him and he got up and threw a touchdown. So yeah. you know, I he, think, and he was beat up after that game, but he, he responded fine. I mean, he still played well at the end of that game. I, you know, I think, um, you know, again, like I pointed out, like we pointed out, uh, most of his injuries come from pa staying in the pocket. He's not he's not getting knocked out of games because he's running a lot. In fact, he hasn't run hardly at all this year. Well, that's the thing though, right, Corey? I mean, he drops back twenty five times a game. He scrambles yep. five, so just yep. the odds of it, he's going to get hurt. Well, like right, that. right. But people are always worried about him running too much. It's like, yeah, that that ain't the issue. The issue is like blindside or or yeah. him standing in the pocket a little too long and wearing a hit on a hail mary pass. Um, thank you again, Ray. You're the man. You've always been the man. When's Ray coming back? To is Ray coming to Tallahassee? Clemson game, maybe big dog. Okay. All right. He's, Be here, Ray. Come down. on. He's got to, he's got to, you know, pick a spot. Micro venture funding. Uh, can't endorse their uh, portfolio or their plays on the street, but we'll take their question. Does Florida State have a top 20 wide receiver core in the country? Top 15 with Winston Wright. That's, I don't know enough about the other receiving cores in the country. I think. Obviously, Johnny Wilson changes the complexion of everything. Um, I haven't I seen enough. The best receiving core with Johnny Wilson, what I think Johnny Wilson is going to be, so I'm kind of projecting out. Like Josh Downs at North Carolina is, is a more you know, prolific receiver than anybody on this roster. But, man, what I think Johnny Wilson is going to be the rest of the season and what Micah Pittman and Malik McLean and Pokey are going to give you, I think Florida State has the best receiving core in the conference, and that's who we play. You know, 
And yeah, see most I mean, still. they certainly are in the I, I think they're in the conversation because, like you said, it looks like they have a budding superstar and they have a guy that you have to account for. Um, I need to see a little more out of the slot. Um, now, maybe that happens with Winston Wright. I wrote about Micah Pittman. Micah Pittman had, I thought, his best practice since the season started um, today He uh, on Wednesday. He was uh, very good, made a lot of contested, made a couple of contested catches in the end zone. Um, made a great diving catch, running to the sideline, stopping on a dime and falling back, and make just the catches you expect him to make. Um, but you know he has a he's got 94 yards in three games, and this is a guy that we thought was going to be um, the Number leading receiver on the team. Yeah. So I, I think I want to see a little more production from the slot, um, and right now the slot is essentially Micah Pittman. Um, if that happens, then I'll be willing to say that yeah, they they have one of the best wide receiver cores in the in the country. Um, right now you've got Pokey had a big game. Johnny had a big game. You'd like them to all have big games at the same time, but you're going to need a third guy. I think Pittman's that dude, but he's going to, you just hope he starts catching the ball. How many catches does Zay Flowers has 22 catches? Yeah. How many yards? Uh, it's sorted here. This is sorted by average yards per game. He's at 285 for the year. So, okay. All right. All right. So he's averaging, uh, where is it? He's averaging seven yards. catches a game for 95 yards a game. All right. If you can hold him, if you can hold that kid to 95 yards, I think you're in good shape. Yeah, agreed. Uh, agreed. Thanks for the question, Micro. Yeah, Venture. thank you very much. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the Huguenot hours back. Is that pronounced the Huguenot? 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 Yeah, that's that's exactly right. Huguenot? Huguenot. Uh, you guys are awesome. I listen to you every morning. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank that. you very much. And thank you for the the donation, man. That's very yeah. our Our yeah. lady. Yeah. Tip. Uh, Sorry, it's a tip. I'm going to ask you guys for a favor here eventually. Corey, I got to talk to Corey about a, a favor. I'm going to have to ask you folks. Uh, uh -oh. What is this? Nothing big, nothing big, nothing crazy. We'll talk post-production meeting. Uh, with Jared Verse out. Nice shirt, by the way, Corey. Brag on your new on three threads. Oh, really? that. You like that? That's pretty cool, right? Very nice. Very I don't know. It kind of clashes with my background, though. No, I think I should have gone with one of the other shirts. No, oh, and by the way, cool. if you guys come to Corner Pocket, I'm going to have a couple on three hats to give away. Ooh. So make sure you're there early. All right. With Jared Verse out, who is going to step up for the pass rush? Derek McClendon, right? That's what you hope. Um, you know, Dennis Briggs. Uh, you, look, Patrick Payton, I think, had some nice moments in that game. He had a really good play on a screen pass where he diagnosed that bad boy really quickly and sprinted out there on a wide receiver screen and, and tackled him for no gain. That's a heady play for a young kid to make, especially when he's not used to playing in moments like that. Um He's going to have to take a giant leap, but that comes with more experience. And he's played a whole game. He gets to see himself on film. So I want to see what he looks like. But McClendon was going to play regardless. I think the guy, if versus out, the guy that has to step up is Patrick Payton because he wasn't going to play nearly as much. He's kind of taking over that role, and he's the athletic guy coming off the edge. You know, Briggs is not anywhere near verse uh, twitchy-wise, athletic athleticism-wise. Uh, Patrick Payton can move. So, you know, he's... If he can make an impact and chase that kid off his spot at the quarterback position, then that that's that's who I think you're looking for to uh, to to step up with in versus absence if versus absent. Yeah, Leonard Warner maybe kind of honorable mention. I like how you said just get him off of his spot. I don't I don't think you necessarily have to go back and murder this guy or, or you know bring him down all the time, but just make it uncomfortable for him back there. He he's athletic, but still, I mean, just make him uncomfortable and, and break the pocket. So yeah. Uh, you know, well, and that's what pass rush is, man. It's not in this day and age. It, it's not. There aren't going to be many teams that have fifty sacks. I mean, I think 
I think I read Aslan that Georgia has one sack in three games. Can that that can't be, can it? I don't know. But they they've given up ten points in three games. They're they're leading the country in defense by a wide margin. I have to imagine, and I think they have one sack or two. They have they they just don't get sacks, but they're not. They're they're pressuring. They're forcing guys into quick throws and um inaccurate throws, and that's what you want your pass rush to do. You want to pick off passes because guys are scrambling or are trying to having to throw it too quick. Trying to find sacks on here, and I couldn't find sacks on here. Um, I did see some good reps in pass pro pass rush out of a uh, Byron Turner. Okay, Still Byron Turner overdrive. Yeah, but uh, nice to see him maybe. Uh, figure out a way to get in there and maybe make a play when he's got the opportunity. Listen, I mean, like, you know, Quayshawn Fuller last year was a guy that really wasn't in the rotation. I mean, you know, he, but when he did get in the game, he made some, some pretty big plays against Notre Dame and Clemson. So maybe a guy like, uh, whether it's Patrick Payton or a guy like Byron Turner could maybe take some reps and, and make the most out of them. Uh, thank you to the huge, no hour. Dentist Zach is here. Corey's a dentist. Oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Thank you, Zach. Appreciate your generosity, man. Uh, all he simply says is $1, which is in reference, again, to a whole year membership at Warchant.com. There's only $1, and you can only do that for about nine more days, for real. So you can you can keep joining after that. We'll welcome you, but you're going to be, what, 90 times lighter in your pocket? So, yeah, it just doesn't make sense from a financial standpoint. Like, we, you know... We we're looking out for you guys. You guys are so generous to us. We're trying to look out for you. We don't want you to wait 10 days and then you have to pay 10 times or 20 times what you could pay right now. So Z Chan's right. My man, my dentist, my DDS. He's right. DMD. He's the DMD. DMD. Well, I call him DDS. Yeah, I got you. you know, we can't answer one of these. We're trying to get us in trouble here. Over under Tate throws for three passing touchdowns or Jordan throws for four. Um, I'll go under on Jordan throwing for four. That'd be that'd be that'd be a breakout. I mean, if Jordan throws for four touchdowns in a game, he'll be like dark horse Heisman candidate stuff at the end of college football final on a early Sunday morning. Um, With Reese Davis wearing the robe. Yeah, if if Tate were to start, I could see him maybe throwing three, getting two to Johnny and sneaking another one in. Um, And yeah, I don't know, man. You know, Johnny broke out kind of after Jordan left, so maybe Jordan now. Uh, with Johnny for a full game would be able to hook up for that many scores, but uh, probably go under on Benson running for a hundred yards too. Boston college got a pretty decent defense uh, and they, they spread that ball around a lot. So I think they're going to do really well though. Florida, I think they're going to win probably by more than one score. I think I'm going to say under on all three of those. Yeah. yeah also, I did look it up and thank you very much. Z Chan for real DDS, DMD, whatever you want to be called, buddy. We, we are, we're here yeah. for you. And uh, we really appreciate it. One of my good friends is a dentist. He's yeah, actually, uh, he's the Georgia team dentist, the Georgia okay. football team dentist. He works for the university. And I was just looking that up and I was right. Georgia has one sack all season. Look at that. And they've Perfect. given up 10 total points. Their, their starting defense has not given up uh, a touchdown in three games. Whoa, that's amazing. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. And they um, lost some, I don't know if you realize this, Aslan, but they lost some good players off last year's team. Yeah. So I've yeah. heard. Uh, so I've heard. Yeah, it looks like the number one team in the nation's Arkansas. Those 17 sacks. It's crazy though. The top three teams in the country. Well, the, the top five. Um, oh, it's I guess it's average per game, which is silly. 
Um, but Arkansas is three and zero. They have seventeen on the year. Southern Cal's three and zero. They've got fourteen on the year. So is Washington State. They've got fourteen. Navy has nine in two games, but they're zero and two. Hmm. So okay. Right. And then Brett, Brett Venables in Oklahoma, they have 13. They're fifth uh, with 4.33 sacks per game. Oh, Brent, getting it done out there. Yeah. Kirby not getting it done, though. That's right. Exactly. That's. I mean, you got to start calling for jobs. Can't sack uh, anyone. I mean, yeah, you know, I'm trying to go back to thinking like 22-year-old Aslan. Like, I never gave up on Xavier Lee. Mm. Like, he was a quarterback. And we, we would actually see things from him. We're like, man, can we just get it together? Um, I've never, I just don't want anything to come off mean-spirited here. There's so much interest in the status, uh, the potential of Travis J. Um, and I, I just, I can't make a lot of sense out of it. I just. Um, I think it's because, I mean, obviously he was their highest rated recruit coming in that year. Uh, he was like a superstar in. In four high school, oh man, like yeah, four yeah. I I think uh, now is the time to just if every if anything ever happens in his career and he ever becomes anything of note at all uh, uh, in this program, be really surprised, be pleasantly surprised, but be surprised. Don't I mean it's just he just doesn't appear to be a part of their plans um, uh, on either side of the ball. Um, so it's it's a shame because I think he had a you know he's got potential he's got a lot of talent but or physical talent anyway but um, you know it just hasn't it hasn't coalesced it hasn't come together for him for some reason. Uh, by the way, somebody's saying that the, the car that my guy Jeffrey was uh, in was was apparently somebody saying a Mercedes. I don't know though. Um, Ooh, even if it was a Mercedes, oh. it's still like a six figure Mercedes. Uh, James Nealis, Nealis. I'm going to say uh, Nealis. Nealis. I would I would go with Nealis there. How did I say Nealis? Where did that come from? Some like uh, got Cialis. On by Cialis, yeah. Yeah, you, you going to go sit in the tub out in the backyard? <laughs> that was Levitro. Get it oh, right. my bad. Sorry. That's my fault. Our wide receivers are playing really well, James says. Are we at a point where there is a debate whether Winston Wright should actually start when he's healthy? Well, look, man, he would be a he would be a slot guy, and if Micah Pittman's playing like we expect Micah Pittman to play, um, yeah, there would be a debate. Or I, I don't know. I guess they could move him out wide. I just think they they clearly need more help in the slot. Um, and yeah, like if he's not again, he's coming back after not having played. Um, it would just be good that Micah could get a break, so he could be you know he he could be fresher in the fourth quarter but that what a what a great change up there whether whoever starts if those dudes are splitting rep at, reps at slots uh that's that's those guys are that would be a problem like Winston Wright go watch his film now they they don't have Micah Pittman's a nice player he's not in my opinion he's not Winston Wright Winston Wright's a difference maker out of the slot he's faster than Pittman he's quicker than Pittman but right now you know you don't know when when uh when that will be so I, I don't, I, and also I don't, I don't think it matters, right? When it comes to, the, if you have a rotation of four or five or six guys at wide receiver, I don't really know that it matters who starts. Just if you're on the field for 30 plays, 35 plays, go, go make some plays, right? It's kind of like Leonard with the basketball team. Like he, it's who's finishing, who's on the, who's on the field when it matters the most. And going back to the previous question, one of them about tra, uh, Trey Benson, that's what was so cool. He had five carries for nine yards. And then on the game-winning drive, he had 56 yards. Got him down to the one-yard line. 
man, that's, I was wondering why he was out on the field because I didn't like anything I saw from him for the first three quarters. And then he proved why I'm a dummy and, and Norbell knows what he's doing. And he got him down to the one yard line. So, you know, he didn't start the game, but he certainly made a huge impact. I would say the same would be for Winston Wright or Micah Pittman, whoever's not starting out of those two. I'm kind of curious to see whether, like, will there be kind of almost a benefit of him coming back so late in the season? Uh, Winston Wright, when he does come back, you know, let's say he does come back in November. Uh, like, will he be kind of fresh and everybody else around him is a little bit weary? You know, they've yeah. they've, got, they've gone through camp legs. They've gone through eight eight weeks of the season or what have you. Um, you know, Grant, he's coming off an injury and has to kind of get back into the into the grind of a season where you're a ranked team and you're fighting for something really important. So um, there's kind of a, a give and take there. But listen, man, we can always be better, right? We can always be better and improve. But right now, I, mean, I, I really like this football team, man. I, I, yeah. I'm I not begging or asking for anything more right now. I, mean, I think if they play to their ability right now where they're at, they'll be uh, they'll be all right, man. I'll, they'll be they'll be more than all right. So Matthew Cash, what a fitting and apropos name. Yeah. Thank you, Matthew. And thank you for the cash. 20 bucks. Yeah, thank you very much, Matthew. I had an argument with one of my friends. Which job is better? FSU or Ole Miss? I mean, I hope you were... I, I, I assume I know what side of the argument you were on there, Matthew. Um, and you were on the, the cash money side. You were on the, you were on the good one. Uh, ask your friend, when was the last time Ole Miss won a championship? Egg Bowl, the Egg Bowl championship. Yeah, yeah. Besides the Egg Bowl, they get to play for an egg. Awesome. Like, when have they ever mattered? And I'm not trying to be – and I know what team I cover and that they're not ranked. Ole Miss is ranked. Um, they've been better lately. But what is Ole Miss's ceiling, man? What has it ever been? The last time I think Ole Miss was, like, ranked one or two in the country was pre-integration. Well, they were like, – Wasn't the, it? Well, I think they were in the – I want to say they were in the playoff the first year, the first poll that came out. I think they were in there with Mississippi State. I'm talking about at the end of the year when it matters. Right. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that, I mean, yeah. I, I literally, I think they were, the, the school was being integrated. That's how long ago it was. Like they just, they haven't mattered. And I know SEC money is better than Florida State money, but your ceiling is only so high at Ole Miss. Yeah, You're not going to get, it doesn't, it's not loaded with high school talent like Florida is. And it's not loaded with tradition in history like Florida, Florida State is. So, yeah, it seems pretty simple. Now, Arizona State, Florida State, I don't know. Yeah, That's a whole different ballgame. A whole other can of worms. Uh, how many sacks do we get this week? Four, says Lorenzo Miller. It will be. They, I'm sure they will appreciate not having to chase around um, uh, just a superb, superior athlete. That, that'll be fun. I got, the kid can move, though. He's not slow. He, he's a running threat, but not nearly the caliber of Malik Cunningham or Jaden Daniels. Um, all right, yeah, four. That's good. I don't. I don't know who's going to get them. I don't know if they're blitzing. I don't know if maybe Patrick Payton has a big day. That would be awesome. Maybe McClendon uh, found something because uh, he, you know, I thought he had a pretty nice end of that game. So uh, and had a sack at the end of the first half. So maybe, maybe with McClendon and uh, and old Patrick Payton, maybe Jared Burse. Who knows? Who knows? Everyone, who knows? Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. T. Giddy in the house, aka Thomas Giddings. Thank you, Thomas. He's the one that uh, gave us those sweet FSU ice hockey shirts. I wore that uh, today to Publix. There you go. Or to an unnamed grocery store. They don't advertise with me. What am I talking about? I'm not giving them free pub. Publix. Uh, wake up. Haven't been able to get any FSU hockey shirts for you, but I've got something else for you guys. Okay. Is it? What is it? Come Maybe on, T. Giddings. 
I was about, it's probably the money. I guess maybe it's the, the 20 bucks, maybe. Oh, sweet. Well, that's very nice, Thomas. Yeah. Be, either way, even if you don't do anything for us or tip us or give us anything, we 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 appreciate it, buddy. We appreciate it. Is he he's not Tallahassee, is he? I don't think so. Uh, well, if you're in town, you know, if any of you guys are in town, be sure to stop by and say hey at uh, Corner Pocket on Friday night or Indigo on Saturday. We, we have a good time with those things. Bill Murphy, do we have a screen pass in our playbook? Bill, Bubby, yeah, man. They they throw a lot of swing passes to the receiver, to the running backs. And I'm not talking yeah. about the trended stack trips play. Yeah, yeah. no, they do. Um, they're like, man, I. They had the one with with Ward in the in the game on Friday where I just don't understand what that Louis, why that Louisville defender was there. Like, he, did he diagnose it? Did he know the play was coming? Because it's really set up well. I thought it's really disguised well, and then it's kind of a quick throwback to Ward who who looked like he was blocking, and I think it was like a five yard loss. And I think Rodemaker had one that was a a screen that was uh, a loss. But if you remember the LSU game, um, they had a big one in the first. I think it was the first half. Maybe it was the same. Who knows? It was one of the two halves where they hit Ward for about a 20, 25-yard gain on a, on a, on a screen pass long, that was right? set up. Yeah, it was yeah. a third down play, and it was set up perfectly. It was a yeah. really well-designed play. So they do have some, uh, I promise. Sage Rubin, do you think Clemson is on upset alert October 15th? Sage, I'll be honest with you, man. I don't even know favored. if it's going to be an upset. Yeah. yeah. Florida State might be favored. What if Florida State's 6-0? and and playing at home with game day coming, no, ranked number eighth or ninth in the country. Come on now. Um, but they yes, don't have a, they don't have a first round quarterback right now. At least starting. that's always awesome. Yeah, they don't have a first round wide receiver or two out there. Um, they have a lot of good defensive linemen. Yeah, they're but, mortal. They're mortal. Yeah, though. But yeah, they they're, are they are imminently beatable. I'm not predicting a Florida State win because certainly Florida State is imminently beatable too. But uh, you saw last year, man, Florida State can play with that team. And I think the offense is better than the one they saw last year. So absolutely, they have a chance to win that game, depending on health, of course. But if they got most of their uh, roster ready to go, yeah, they can pull off that game. Uh, our guy, Perry, Pitmaster Chris, Josh Burrell running with the running back still, or is he back with the receivers? Uh, I think he's bouncing back and forth, if I'm not mistaken. I've seen him. Uh, I seen him play a little more receiver, I thought, today. I did, too. I was going to say, I don't remember him uh, – I don't remember him getting any carries the last couple of days in practice, but I do remember him lining up at wide receiver some. So I, I would, I guess I would say that. Garnet Golden Glory. How many undefeated wins will it take for playoff talk? Six. Six. That's enough. Yeah, get to six. We'll start talking about it. Oh, no, five. No, five. Well, yeah, no, yeah, no. Six would be North Carolina State, right? You'd yeah. beat North Carolina State. If you go on the road and beat them in Raleigh, yeah, that's, that's when you start legitimately entertaining the idea. Now, to be Aslan and be on brand, uh, still don't think we would be able to beat uh, Georgia or, or Alabama. Correct. We could, maybe we could, but I mean, I don't think we'd be a, a fa we'd be probably two score underdog. But hey, we just got to win the conference. Let's just win the Atlantic. Let's get to Charlotte. See yep. what happens. Yep, absolutely. Tell them, Aslan. Tell them. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. Um, let's see what else we got here. A lot of people ask about Jordan Travis and Johnny Wilson. Tom Warner thinks Johnny Wilson top 15 pick. Uh, also thinks Jordan Travis, could he make a roster? He'd make more money if he stayed at FSU next year. I don't know. You know, he makes some throws. That throw to McLean, man, in the corner of the end zone, that's an NFL throw. That's a big boy throw. I know he doesn't have the stature, and he maybe, um, but he had, you know, his arm is fine. It's, it's strong enough, and he makes some really good throws. I just, 
I still don't know that he's a NFL draft prospect, but I could be certainly could be wrong and we'll see at the end of the year. Uh, but yes, I, I would think if he's debating whether to go be a sixth round pick or to try to make a team as an undrafted free agent at quarterback, and I'm not saying he would be undrafted. I have no idea. I haven't talked to Mel Kuyper this week, but if he, if he has a choice between dipping his toe in the draft waters and trying to chase his dream or getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars, getting to live for free because these, you know, they all get their, they get their housing paid for with a scholarship, getting to eat for free and getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to be the biggest star in a city for one more year. I, you know, he might, it certainly adds something to the equation to think about coming back. Kyle Cruz, do we get to rush the field if we beat Clemson? Absolutely not. Yeah, no, I don't know, no, man. No, absolutely not. No, you're allowed to no. enjoy it. You're no. allowed. It has been. Uh, if that, what if that gets them to seven and zero, Aslan? I don't know. No, we got. Well, you still got to. You still got to beat Miami, man. You still got to beat Florida. You got to get. You got. I'm just saying it would be Florida. so. It would be catharsis. It would be so cathartic for the for the program. They're just going to run and celebrate. Um, what if Fitzgerald hits a 54 yarder at the horn to beat Clemson? I think that's field rushing worthy. I would rush the field if Fitzgerald hits a 54 yarder to beat Clemson. And I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll maybe, I'll, maybe in that take case. off my pants. Um, listen, when, when the, way. when the precedent here is beating like a top five Florida team to, you know, put yourself in a position to go play for a national title. Number one, Florida gonna, team was the number one Florida yeah, team. Yeah. If, if we're going to rush the field beating number four Clemson in the middle of October, you know, a little bit, a little bit different there. A little bit different. So. Kids, I would. Uh, we'll, we'll, let's let's cross that bridge. Cousin when we come to. I might rush the field with you if they. Cousin Aslan ain't bailing you guys out. You know, I'll yeah. I'll I'll scrap right. with you on some stuff, but I'm I will not bail you out if you get arrested rushing the field when you beat Clemson. Not doing it. DJ, I'm stealing the, the tent. I'm going to steal the tent off the sideline, the injury tent. We beat the Heisman Trophy winning. We beat the Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. We're going to rush the field. We beat DJ Uyunglele. Come on, come I on. Because you beat Dabo. Look in the mirror. Look in the mirror who you are. You're Florida State fans. All right, we have uh, we've neglected several people. We were 20 minutes behind in the chat. This came long time ago. We got some. Come on, Aslan. Let's do it. At the hour, Mark here. Uh, Mark Adam check our dude down in Naples. Thank you, Mark. Mark is a pillar. I think Kayvon asked, how do you become a pillar? Do you have to donate money? Yeah, kind of. That's the way it works. Um, but we still like you guys. We take everyone's questions if they're good. But yeah, if you sort of prove yourself to be just an incredible, uh, generous human being that uh, you know keeps the keeps the power on around here, we might put your name on this piece of granite. Uh, Mark says over under percentage of FSU fans at Miami game. I will be there. I'll set it forty one percent. Tyler Van Dyke would take the under. Apparently, I think he says something about he likes playing on the road better because yes, yeah, because yeah. it feels like more of a college atmosphere. Yeah, <laughs> we, yeah, we know, we know, Tyler. He's from Connecticut, Miami fans. It ain't like he's from, you know, <laughs> Columbus, Georgia, and had like big yeah. Friday night lights. I mean, he, he played in front of 20 people on a cow pasture. Uh, but let's thump Boston College first. I see a lot of Trey Sean Ward and Trey Benson in another big game from Pokey. All right, Mark. Well, thank you very much, by the way, man, for uh, for, for the tip. That's greatly appreciated. I hope I see you. Um, I don't know if you're going to be back in town before the before the Miami game, but if not, I hope I get to run into you at least uh, at some point uh, when, when I'm down there for that game. Um, I think I it'll know. be 50 um, I'm trying to look at Miami's schedule to see if, I mean, they could maybe lose to North Carolina. Otherwise, I think they have a pretty winnable schedule from there on out. So they're, they'll be on the band. There'll still be enough guys on their bandwagon, but 
Yeah, they, and even when they're not very good, they show up for that game. Yeah. It's it's a it's usually a pretty heavy Miami fan base. I would say 80-20. But oh, there's always oh, a good number. There's really? always a good amount of Florida State fans. Yeah, man, I think I think so. I mean, what if Miami's eight and one? You're right. Yeah. Or seven and two, and Florida State's yeah. seven and two. I mean, that's a big game. It's gonna be a lot of Miami fans that that are Miami fans for that one week every two years, but they'll go they'll go to that, they'll go to that game. Thank you, Mark. You're awesome. Uh the who Ujino hour, the Ujino hour's back. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, bringing it. If we're six and zero and Clemson six and zero, can we get Chief Osceola to bring the whole tribe with horses into the stadium? Imagine that. Just yeah. 50, 50 men on horseback, fifty men and women on horseback, just galloping around, prancing around. Yeah, Rearing and then Norvell's like uh, Norvell's like the South Carolina coach. Get them off the field. <laughs> get them off the field. We're not honoring Osceola. Um, that would be, yeah, we could, I probably, man, I just, you get excited Win this game, just please win this game on Saturday and you can start to really dream about, um, why are you saying please to beat a depleted Boston? I know we're kind of depleted because you're depleted. That's no. you're depleted. So we're at home. We're a 17 point favorite, Corey. I know, Stop man, but just scared. go take care of business win comfortably and get everything all set. And there was a question in there. I don't think we answered it, but if wake beats Clemson, um, which is, I mean, I think Wake's only a touchdown underdog. It's not like they're that would be out of the realm. Um, if Wake beats Clemson, would game day come here next week? I doubt it, but it would be cool. It's, it at least would be in the. It would at least be a possibility because they both be four zero, and Florida State would probably be ranked. I mean, I don't think you're going to move up that much by beating Boston College, but you might be ranked. Uh, it's Hugo Not. Thank you. It's awesome. Oh. Uh, the dentist is back. <laughs> Corey, I don't care what you call me as long as you call me. Hey, man. Oh, hey, no absolutely. I, got I get a, told that a lot. He's got a lady, man. He's got a lady. Chill out. <laughs> That's right. Uh, wow. We got some. Oh, wow. There's some weird stuff in here. So we got some political talk going on in the chat. Chill out, everybody. Get to your corner. T. Giddings is back. Uh, I guess there's a, the surprise is out the bag. Oh, nice. That has built-in SP, SPF protection. Well, I need it. I need it. Yeah, so he's going to throw us different shirts. Uh, looking forward to see what's on them. Another twenty bucks from T. Giddings. You're awesome, man. Thank, Thank you, you so man. Much. Thank you very much, Thomas. For real. Thank uh, you. And I and again, literally, I wore that shirt today to go to a, a an unnamed grocery store. All right. I don't think I agree with Bradley on many things, but we agree on that. Never rush the field ever. Uh, well, they did it the one time. Well, again, uh, Michael Keith says, "There you go. There you go. There you go, Corey. There are your people. Yeah. There you Michael go. Keith there you go. Hey, just uh, go live your life. Just be be classy when you rush the field. Don't go bumping into Clemson players or or talking smack to Dabo. Just go celebrate. Don't be don't be rude. Don't be rude hosts. If versus there under forty for Patrick Payton. If he's not there, I would say over on forty for Patrick Payton. No. Agreed yes, correct. Corey? Yeah. Well, yes. I think uh, I, I think he'll. I think forty is a really good number, honestly. Um, for for Patrick Payton. Uh, as, as far as what I would set the over-under at, because I think it'll be right around there if Verse isn't playing. Yeah. Dante, I will say yes. They will be ranked after they beat, you go 4-0 and you're 2-0 in conference and you beat an LSU. I don't know who LSU has this week. Maybe I should check that out. But that LSU one is going to continue to age quite well, I think, for Florida State on the resume. They have Auburn. So they should – no, I'm sorry. They have uh, New Mexico. So, yeah, they'll be fine. So LSU go, LSU. Wouldn't it be great if LSU gets ranked? At three and one, but Florida State's still out at four now. Well, it's because they finally figured out their offensive line. Mm. They didn't have their offensive yeah. line figured out when they played right. Florida State. Right. They played them now. Um, all right, that's pretty much a wrap. Uh, 
we'll go on this one though. Mateo Josephine. Hey all, I'm late. But should I worry about Mike Norvell heading to Arizona State? He is the betting favorite. Please calm my nerves. I would just say this. I've talked to Mike Norvell a bunch. He seems like a genuinely pretty smart, bright guy. That would be the dumbest decision any college football coach has ever made, ever. It'd be incredibly dumb, and I don't think he's a dumb guy. Didn't Glenn Mason leave Georgia, go to Minnesota or something crazy? Well, no, he took a Georgia job and then went back to Kansas. That's right. That's a good one, too. He stayed at Kansas instead of going, coming to take the Georgia job 30 years ago. Um, but I still, man, it, it just, look, he, it would be asinine for for Mike Nor for any head coach at Florida State to leave for Arizona State. They don't have more money than you. Um, I know Aslan loves the dry heat, but it's a hundred a million degrees out there. Um, and they don't, they have not been good at football in our lifetimes. They've had good moments but they have not been a good program, and maybe they just can't be. Meanwhile, in our lifetimes, Florida State's won three national championships and played for five more. So I think you stay at Florida State. Not to mention you've probably lost at least, I don't know, five and a half years off your life trying to get this thing fixed. Uh, now that it seems like you do have it fixed. Yeah, to go to another reclamation project, you got you got to go clean up. You had to go clean up Jimbo and Willie's mess, and now you're going to go clean up Herm Edwards' mess. Like, what, don't do that to yourself. Life's too short. This is the one thing, the glaring omission we made in yesterday's show that somebody brought up on the boards too is listen. Like, a lot of this, the reason why Herm got let go is because the NCAA is starting to yeah. smell around and kick around yeah. there. So you would also you're taking a step back in terms of prestige, and then also inheriting a program that might be facing NCAA sanctions. Yeah, because um, apparently Herm just didn't care about like COVID rules and contact yeah. with the recruits and all that. And I think they lost like three assistants because yeah. of that, right? They left because of that. And yeah, so yeah, there's there's a there's plenty of reasons not to head to Arizona State. Uh, if you're uh, there, there's no good reason to go. There just isn't, unless they offer you twenty five million dollars a year. And even then, who uh, wants to leave Tallahassee? All right, that's a wrap for us. I'm trying to get the name correct. I thought it came over differently. The person asked us about the Chief Osceola and the entire, like, 50 people. I thought uh, that was Hugo. Yeah, on here it says Brooklyn Knoll on my other screen on this, this laptop. Oh, that's weird. So, All anywho, right. uh, we're done. We'll be back with another show tomorrow, Friday, podcast. You're watching us live on Wednesday night. We appreciate it. We'll be doing these mostly live on Thursdays moving forward. Friday, though, Renegade Express, happy hour with Corey and Jeff. Uh, stay connected to WarChant.com, WarChant Report, the breakdown, the analysis matchup report that Austin Cox hammers out. That's like 10,000 words, and it's very thorough. Uh, that's over at WarChant.com. Corey's practice observations. If you want to know more about what happened at practice, head over to the website. It's only a dollar till the end of the month. Thank you to Thomas Giddings, Z Chan, Brooklyn Knoll, or Huguenot, uh, Mark Adamchek, Matthew Cash, uh, Ray Pereira, I, Ray Pereira, Island Chief Jeffrey Johnson, Double J, my Double man. Double J in the house. Bowl. Uh, Eric Angel and uh, Prime Prime Primetime Prather, Aaron Prather. We appreciate it all. Thanks also to Josiah behind the scenes, uh, making things run quite smoothly. Stay connected to WordChant.com uh, and subscribe if you haven't, or hit the thumbs up on the way out. Corey, get some deuces for us.